Welcome to this episode of the Comedy Defect Podcast. My name is Winter, I'm a comedian, and this is my show. Those that are new to the show, welcome. Those that are old to the show, thanks for coming back, guys. I hope you had a good march, and you went out on Paddy's Day on the 17th, and you got up the next day, and you had an awful hangover, and you nursed it with a nice fry. And maybe if you went home to Ireland to celebrate Paddy's Day, or maybe you went to New York and had a good time there, I mean, I hope you had a good time, and just, you know, got some great pictures, had some fun. Just let your hair down a little bit, you know? Hey, spring is here as well. It's sort of like a pagan festival that just kind of breaks the monotony of winter. It's still barely cold out there at the moment, though. So, you know what, look, if you were out on the tear, you wouldn't have felt it anyway. But I hope you had a good march, and it was, it was kick, it's kicking off now. Just spring has sprung, you know? There's a bit more light in the day, and we can kind of enjoy it a little bit more. And the kind of black cloud is slowly starting to clear, and you can hear and feel the summer's approaching. <laughs> I feel like I'm very Terry Wogan right there. Anyway, look... I hope uh, you had a good march anyway and it's kind of like things are working out for you and you got through the first two months unscathed. But look, so look, you know, if you've got things that happen to you, tell me. I'll, I'll mention them on the show, but if not, hey, look, we'll keep motoring on. Now, this episode is with a comedian that I met oh, years ago now. It was, what, three years ago now, three, four years ago. And he's excellent. I'm not going to butcher the whole conversation because I just want you to listen to it. And he's absolutely brilliant. If you ever see him on a bill or, you know, you you hear of him that's coming down to your, your like, town hall, your live comedy club down the road or anywhere, his name, look, is Jonathan Mayer. He supported Sarah Millican on tour. He is absolutely a ball of energy and an absolute delight to be on a bill with and just such a a wonderful powerful act Uh, and that's all I'm really going to say until you hear the podcast so this is episode 96 with the excellent undeniable and pure brilliance of Jonathan Mayer enjoy I actually have got dressed to oh. try and get, to try and make myself feel a bit a bit more alert. Than yeah, that's it. Rather than like you know, because like, even the masks make me feel like I'm wearing a blanket over my face and I, I should just be going to sleep. You know, that's what it is. <laughs> I just go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, my conspiracy uh, theories oh. thing is not helping with that. So, oh, just they just want me to go to sleep and not think about anything. Just put a blanket over my face. Maybe it'll be a pillow yeah. next. But, I, I I think you can run some conspiracy theories in tandem. I mean, it, you know, I do think the masks are important and I do think we should wear them. Yes. But I also think that this particular government is not averse to the idea of taking freedoms from us on a permanent basis. Very true. This um, is it. This music, is... You know, I mean, so I think it's I think it's OK to go. Yeah, I'm not completely happy with the way things are going, even though I see the necessity for some of it. <laughs> so, so how are you coping with this situation at the moment? I would say badly. I, I had COVID. I actually yeah. had it um, in uh, late October, all through November, and sort of got better in December. And I was really, really ill. I was determined not to go to hospital because I thought if I went into hospital, I would not come out. And I'd, I'd said to Leon, oh, there was that two or three days, wasn't there, where I was really bad? And he said, it wasn't two or three days. I said, what do you mean? And he said, you were terrifying for about 10 days, wow. about 10 day period where I was apparently really ill. And I've not recovered. I've I've just not recovered. I mean, right. I, I, you can hear that I'm back to myself, but I've I'm getting a real insight into what it is to have a kind of ongoing kind of illness. The my, the example I usually give people is that we've got our our little dog. Well, not that little. She's a sort of street dog. She's so knee high. We walked the Thursday before I got it. We walked eleven miles, and that was fine. We were doing that on a reasonably regular basis in the week. And now I can just about get around the local park, which is a kilometre. Oh. And I, and I'm like. <laughs> 
<laughs> and any, any exertion, and I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I've got about, I've got about a four to five hour day, and then I'm I, I need to go and lie down. K-old like wow. I know it's it's really it's not it's not ideal. That's not brilliant, actually. How many months ago did you get the COVID? I, I actually got. I can tell you exactly when I got it. Actually, mm. I because I gigged on the eighteenth, and I was I had what I thought was a cold on the nineteenth, and that mm. was it then. Well, uh, of October. October. Wow, that's just four months nearly, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, my doctor said, you know, to be honest, it could be anything up to six months. Don't no. worry, it will go away. But you know, just don't get overexcited. Are um, you like uh, dosing yourself with vitamins and all this kind of stuff as well, trying to? Well, uh, you I'm know. trying to. But again, my doctor said, I said, you know, is there anything really to do? She said, no, not really. Oh. I mean, you're welcome to take vitamins, but basically that generally means you've got very expensive urine. <laughs> wow. Um, well. Oh, okay then. <laughs> Well, supplements don't. Not a lot of supplements really work. They just go. You just you just pee them out. Right. Okay. So like vitamin C supplements don't necessarily work. You have to try and get it in your food, don't you? That, yeah. True. True. And, and eat veg. Otherwise, you just like start to you know, you don't you start losing the ability to absorb it from your food, isn't it? All the work just you just go ah I can't be bothered and it just I'll just say the vitamins. <laughs> that's what your body does, isn't it? Yeah. KFC and die. I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I guess <laughs> at least you get your antibiotics from there as well, couldn't you? You know, um, from all the chicken. Yeah, yeah. I suppose yes. Like, yes, and chlorine. That's always yeah. Good inoculating yourself from the via, you know I mean <laughs> in fairness one of your five a day there you go <laughs> five five uh, five prescriptions a day that's what we need like so just need to go you know, McDonald's for breakfast and then KFC for lunch, KFC and, for lunch and then a nice pizza hut for yeah probably maybe a pizza hut really at the end of the end of the day to sort of like uh, uh, maybe maybe seal it you know oh, so you don't God, say <laughs> yes. oh, so, so do fully evacuate yourself you know from the the, the, the processed chicken and the right. other meat. Are we done? Are no. we done? I've had enough. It's been great. It's been great. <laughs> um, so, so like, so before, what, so like, you had a gig at uh, on the 18th. Then what was it that? Was in Leeds. It was a nice. It's um, it was the Conservative Club, but oh. it isn't anymore. It's a really lovely gig, actually. I, I, I uh, it's it, there's this double act that compares it. Oh yeah, it's a Tony Vino gig. Yeah. So I'm really helpful to you, aren't I? Um, <laughs> Tony Vino. Yeah. Let's see if, if and how was it? Was it well attended that night as well? Was well, it? Yeah, I mean, it, it was socially distanced, obviously. So I mean, in, in as many as many people as they could have in, they had in. Yeah, I, I've done it once before, the year before, when it was rammed, yeah. and it was it was just great, great, oh, yeah. lovely gig. And of course, it's the it was the one live thing I've done in the last <laughs> however long. But yes, it was about about the only gig I got so it, because it was just in that gap where we'd just come out of yeah. of measures and it was sort of okay and we were everybody's trying their very best and then yeah, just like champing at the bit, just trying to get on stage and get some like you know get oh, some yeah. joy back into the into I, the I, crowd. I, de- I deeply regret it now because well, not because I call I mean I can't course it because it takes like ten days to a fortnight to to get into your system, doesn't mm. it? But I presume I was at my absolutely most infectious. So I dread to think, like, how many people I could potentially have given it to. And I was wearing a mask and I was very careful and yeah. all of that stuff. But I, if I'd realised, I just wouldn't have gone out at all. Yeah, of course. But you don't know, do you? That's it. How do you know, I, isn't it? I, had, I, was, I was absolutely fine that day. It was yeah. the next day it started. Like Jonathan, I met you like the in Hull in the the comedy lounge in 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 Hull, of course, and uh, it was. Um, Is that the 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 one that was the actual club? Yeah, but it feels like a twenty four hour cash converter, isn't it? It looks like on the outside. That's what it looks like, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, you're right. I've only ever done it that once. I think that I got uh, yeah. encore. Yeah, you you were amazing. I, I nearly, and I nearly killed that man. 
Like, you know um, what, right? I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say this just to blow smoke up your arse. Like, honestly, you, in the last, like, well, I mean, I've, been, I've gone about nearly 10 years now. In the last few years, you're the only act I've ever seen that get to get uh, an encore without wow. just walking onto it, you know, without kind of going, oh, oh, they want some more from me, you know, I'll do it. They, they, they loved you, man. They absolutely, <laughs> they just didn't want you to leave, you know, well, it was, actually, it was lovely. I am the only act on the circuit that ever gets that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, no, it was just one of those, I don't know what it was, that, that was, that was, a, it was one of those nights. I don't know what it was that made that happen. I've not yeah. had that particularly. It's probably I mean, me I, going I, on the middle, actually. It's probably I think, me. I think you set the, I think you sorted the room out. <laughs> I'm trying to visualise you and I can't, but I, I, yeah, I, I do remember that gig, partly yeah. because, of course, of that response, which is, as you say, so unusual, I think for anybody, really. Uh, it was wonderful. I, mean, I, I have done a couple of encores, but mm. sometimes it just it just comes together, doesn't it? Mm. You're, you're just the right person in the right space. Yeah. And and you can't put a foot wrong for some reason. That's right. It's, it's like it's sort of the opposite of dying. Yeah. Where you can't fix it. Oh fuck yeah. you now, but these jokes work everywhere else. Like the, um, and it's sort of the opposite where you go, oh, oh my god, I just I just dropped my glass and I'm hilarious. You're the go-to for Sarah Millican, aren't you? Well, I uh, was. Support? I haven't I haven't actually done that for a while. Right. Uh, Sarah's. I, I think she's got mainly women now, which right. is obviously fine. I haven't done that for. A while, but I was. I was her first warm-up, and I yeah. was her TV warm-up. And I was the warm-up on, on several of her tours, and I did yeah. DVDs and things like that. Brilliant. Um, but we haven't done it for a bit. Oh. Um, uh, for whatever reason. I don't know, love. Yeah. <laughs> I, things I don't know. We're still, you know, we're still pals and stuff, mm. but we, I haven't worked with her for a bit. <laughs> sad ending sad ending to that well I've, I've done her new material nights actually That's oh great I have, I have just done her new material which was great actually. Mm. it was fun I like um, but as I say I mean as I say on the circuit I've never seen anyone like get such a, a, a like a, a warm reaction who are fully on board but I mean the thing is you know you say like hey, hey you know it's just you know, either you know, die or you know you, if you if you die you, you sometimes die sometimes you just get a lukewarm response but then it was just everything he was putting a foot right I think because yeah. I went in the middle I was last before the end wasn't I uh, I was last last in the, in the middle section I, 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 and I died I'm for the so first sorry. three I died for the first three minutes oh, okay, okay. and I was like I was really struggling and some guy heckled me at the very beginning and it's like took any bit of uh, momentum out of my oh, said and I was like and I had didn't really have a response because I was like um, and you said you said to me you said like the you, like you were too nice to them um, and then and then after after the three minutes I was I got when I was on I got thoroughly pissed off because I'd driven four hours to hold I was like now fuck this oh, you know and I was like yes. then I was like right and then, then I got I got four rounds of applause in the end, and I was like, "Well, you know." And then I was like, "Oh, that's it." And I was just like, "Oh, this is this is." The, and then you said to me, "You said to me when I came off, you're like, you know, Winter, you started badly, but you brought them back, and that is the harder thing to do than yeah, the other way around." I, I really think it is. I think that's that's where it really lies. But also, it's interesting, isn't it? I think um, the best attitude to have, if you possibly can, is, "Oh, well, fuck this then." Yeah. Um, because then you just do your your actual funny stuff comes out. Your sort of your skill and your power was such just um, just irreverence. You're just like, yeah, fine, just do it. Here we go. And you're like, yeah, it's just great. It's just great to watch. You know, it's really fun to watch. I know. Was it like? Um, is, is this going to be the podcast? Yeah, just got. I'm just going to give you compliments. You tell me how marvelous I am. Yeah, it was great. And I'm, 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 I mean, I'm I've, not sure. Right, I'm all right with it being broadcast. But if you could do it every day, yeah. I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be totally up for it. I mean, it's going to be recorded, so you can play it back. You can edit the best parts oh, out and say great. you're great, Jonathan. You're just oh, great, honestly. Thanks. It's thanks. really great, honestly. I, I, I say, I like, edit me out, so it's just a, just a tape. <laughs> 
and I can listen to it as I go to sleep. Which is, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, like better than any meditation out there, right? <laughs> you know, let's say just, just, you know, positive affirmations by winter. I mean, maybe that's yeah, yeah. My, the selling point, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, like I, I, my wife said to me last night, she said to me, uh, you've got a, your laugh, winter, you should sell it to a, like a, a, like a horror film or something like that. I was like, uh, I, I mean, I'll take it as a compliment, you know, it's like comedian makes millions from his own laugh. Own laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I had an idea one year I was going to, it was well, it was a joke, it was a drunken joke, really, mm. but uh, Glenn Wool and others used to kind of call me and say, Jonathan, I've got a reviewing, can you get to my show in Edinburgh? Yeah. And I'd run over and, and sit there bellowing because I've got this ridiculous Victorian laugh and loads of people used to say Can, could you possibly come in great because just so somebody laughing like an idiot mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah yeah no problem um Brilliant. and then i thought actually what i should do is just do one year just do a jonathan mayor attends and it's just be me <laughs> wherever i'm going to be it's just this week i'm attending glenwell yeah. so it's so i'm gonna see <laughs> nice you're the clacker yeah. so like you're in the yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah, just like exactly. giving them all that's great me. Join me and Brilliant. laugh like an idiot. That's great. I see, like, like those little, do those little laughing groups. They don't, don't do laughter uh, meditation oh, where they laugh just sit yoga. there. Yeah, it's a bit mental, isn't it? Well, yes, but it does apparently work, and oh. I can, I can believe it. Uh, yeah, because it, 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 there is, a, there is some sort of evidence to back it up, isn't there? That if you smile your system releases the same endorphins that it would do if you actually meant to <laughs> laughing has, is a similar thing laughing is a similar thing in that you when you laugh without i, I mean it's going to sound awfully pretentious but it, it, there was a woman on the circuit years ago and i've hmm. forgotten her name and that's a terrible person she actually started doing a course as in teaching a course hmm. on laugh laugh therapy and the sort of mechanics of laughter and one of the things was that false laughter faking a laugh yeah. also produces these um, hormones that make laughing afterwards easy, which is why I always make the audience fake a laugh at the beginning of a show when I'm comparing, yeah. because it actually means the laugh after that will be easier for them because they're already, you know, even if I haven't made them laugh, if I yeah. make them go, ah, yeah. weirdly, that has a psychological effect on them such that the act comes on and they're, they're, e- they're an easier audience. Yeah, like, isn't that the... weird? It's so weird, yeah. isn't it? But yeah, that's what like, laugh yoga is based on, is the fact that if you just stand there going, ha, 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 ha. You yeah. actually feel more like laughing when you've done it. And now it's going to evolve into like a heckle put down, isn't it? Like, look, look, mate, just fucking laugh. It's like yoga, okay? Just yeah, let yeah, it just out. Stop, just stop. <laughs> Come just on, just anyway. get on. You, you've paid your money. You're yeah. not getting your money back. You may as well just laugh. Yeah, let it go, mate. Let it go. You're not, who are you saving it for? Um, so, uh, so, like, so you're. How long have you been going, Jonathan? Uh, I've been. Are we, are we recording now? Yeah, so we're recording, I, mate. We're already we recording all along. Yeah, I, I have no idea because it's so we're so chatty. I have no idea. Yeah, I've been going. To, oh God, I I start in about eighteen sixty three. There's a laugh. It hasn't evolved. You've I, evolved. The I, laugh has stayed the same. I started. <laughs> I started. Oh, actually, it was actually yes, it is interesting. Job. Um, yeah. I the very first gig I ever ever did. Whereas technically stand up was actually in 1999, and it was mm. on. No, that's a lie. 2000. Let me let me try this again. Yeah. I mean, I'm a very I'm a very very elderly gay. And there it's was all. A lot, there it's was all a lot of ketamine in the 90s. Uh, it's it's all edited. Gay. Don't worry, it's all edited, I mate. My husband in 1999. <laughs> nice. I actually started. I, I my official on the circuit date is mm. April the 18th, 2002, which mm. was at the Buzz Club. Right. Um, the legendary buzz club in Charlton of Mancunia. But actually, I had done one gig, but it was a sort of it was a community lesbian and gay thing. Uh, the, my friends and the rugby team sort of basically forced me to do because I was I didn't I, I I was dithering about whether or not to get started. It was a very earnest uh, concert with a lot of lesbians with guitars yeah. singing about cats and cool. uh, uh, and then me. It was brilliant. I loved it and. 
And then as I actually got this gig with Aquaman in the April of 2002. And mm. then and then I was really lucky because 2002, Manchester was just booming. The comedy mm. store was about to open up or had opened up. Um, and people like JJ Whitehead and uh, Jim Jeffries and mm. Steve Hughes moved to Manchester to be you know, where the circuit was at. Yeah. And I, I was barely off stage all of that year. That's not fair. It started slower. But as I picked up momentum, you, yeah. there was just loads of open spot work. And, Great. And so I went professional by the time, about 2004, I went professional. Oh, brilliant. Uh, I wasn't earning, yeah. And, and that, yeah, it's been great ever since, really. <laughs> it's been great ever since. I've not been, I've not been poor or out of work or overlooked by television. I'm fine, Winter. <laughs> oh, I hear that, I hear that. It's fine. Not bitter or, or twisted in any bitter. way. No, no, that's fine. This no. isn't, isn't, isn't painkillers. You can I wish them all the best. I wish them all the best, everyone, every single one I of them the really best. I really like to see a young open spot do a new material night that I'm, say, hosting and then to watch them regularly on panel shows that's the yeah. thing I enjoy most no, no, no. <laughs> no I, I you know you, I, I don't think that's the way to approach it is it you cannot because you because you would you would be you would be crazy bitter if you actually did that I, yeah. I actually I actually really do I, I, quite a few people that I've seen start and who are now you know big names yeah. or getting to be big names yeah. and I think it's just really exciting it's really nice oh, it is it is um especially I mean up until this year <laughs> up until this year winter oh, yeah. it's fine I mean I was very happy being a jobbing yeah. circuit comic and that's the thing I, I miss um this year is the audiences I miss yeah. the people that you meet and the the crazy situations you end up in yeah. I just I, I think there are very few jobs where you get to see as much of life and as much variety as many different people i think there are very few walks of life i think we're very lucky very much so for, it's for it's it's yeah. different and it's, it's it creates a momentum in your own life as well doesn't it you finish a gig you're like okay great well well where's the next, next gig coming up you just get ready for that you keep writing it just it has a it oh, gets i love, love when you say keep writing because yes i do that all the time yeah. <laughs> i uh, yeah i i it's so it's so new comics say you know oh what should i do and i go you should write every day <laughs> Never let a day go past you yeah. writing. Um, mm. I'm thinking, you hypocrite, man. Yeah. You absolute hypocrite. Mm. But it's true. That is the way to do it if you're going to be a, a good professional. Yeah, so but like, you, you know, a that's the thing. You, you, oh, yeah, you, you hear some people say, oh, I write 300 jokes a day. No, you fucking don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you might write down 300 sentences a day. I think it depends. You don't know whether they're jokes. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm terrible. I'm also, I, I, I'm, I've not yet perfected well at least i feel like i haven't yet perfected the, the ability to write down something and go that's that's just funny i know yeah. that's funny i know that's going to yeah. work because every time i do that and i write say half a page or a page of stuff and i try I, I, and this is this is why i'm really struggling now it's because it's only when you get out in front of an audience and you look down at the page that you actually know whether you've got anything to say that's going to make the room laugh and quite a lot of the time i've got through new material nights not because I've written brilliant things, but because I react well to the rubbish that I've written yeah, down. Yeah. And I, I wish, I think some people can actually sit and go, here is a joke that I've written and yeah. sort of hand it over. And I don't know, I still don't know how they do 
I, I wish I could learn that trick. That it's your sheer force of personality, isn't it? Meets That's meets the materials, isn't it? Yes, You've got that. It, it's I'm just, just like, oh, it's brilliant. The, yeah. I love the, you know what? the content's garbage, but I've no, no, not at all, thing. not at all. It's like it's a few. It's a. We're gonna go all to talk about like it's it's like a recipe for food now. It's a fusion oh. of personality and material. Um, okay, gonna rec- I'll record this and put this into that audio track that you're yeah, gonna be listening to every day. But I am, but thanks. but like that's that's the thing. It's like but that 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 joke. There's a joke in there that you did the, the night. Well, no, no, I say fucking what I'm saying. Two years ago. Years ago. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> I do the classic. Oh, the other day. In the four times. <laughs> in then 1864. The <laughs> Before the disaster. It does feel a bit like we're telling stories in the wreckage of. Sydney Opera House at the end of Mad Max, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Mem- member, member, there four times yeah. when we're gathered in real life. Oh, it's, yeah, it's reaching back into the recesses of my why I can still remember. I'm just telling it. I'm really, you know, you're not really even telling a story to anyone anymore. You're just saying it so you actually remember oh. it yourself, isn't it? That's oh, what yeah, old people yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that I'm old, like 25 to 40 uh, age uh, playing. Uh. Just, move on. just move on. I am so old, the, that joke that you did, like with, um, I'm not going to butcher it, but it's it's you did it after. After you smashed the, the for like five minutes uh, at the very beginning with your like big energy, and it, you yeah. brought it down. So look, you know, um, you know, it's all very well laughing and everything, but I will be selling tickets. Um, you know, for oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not. That's all I'm gonna no, say. Right, that's all I'm gonna say. But yeah, I've been telling. Outrageous. I've been saying that joke to to say just for example of, of you. I've been saying. Have you met John? Yeah, of course. And they, oh, yeah, this joke's brilliant. It's brilliant. It was one that made me laugh and then laugh again later because it was just such such a oh, shocker. It's great. I, I, it's it's it, it, I, I use it a couple of. I've, I'm afraid I quite like that little device. You know, where you mm. take the audience down a, a shaggy dog story that's really poignant. Yeah. And if you if you can act at all, yeah. you can suddenly talk about. I mean, I, I do it with Leon's Parkinson's. I can do it with that yeah. stories about that. I can do it with the stories about my mother's Alzheimer's. Yeah. And and the yeah. trouble is, audiences are sentimental creatures. Mm. And so because we live, I think now we live in a place where people are really cagey about putting the foot wrong and, and saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Yep. So most of the time, although occasionally I do get nasty people laughing because they're, they're looking at me going, I don't believe he's doing this really. And mm. I think I respect you because that's who I would be as well. <laughs> yeah. um, but most audiences will just go, go down. Oh my God, he's talking about, he's talking about, um, Oh, he's talking about um, Alzheimer's. That's that's yeah. nothing to laugh at. Oh, and he's treating it respectfully. Well, I'll go with him. Mm-hmm. And you take him to ages, and you and you can really draw it out sometimes. Great. And it's wrong. It's and then you smack him with the disgusting punchline <laughs> that shows them the the degenerate mass that is your your brain. And I I love doing that. Yeah. I I deeply love doing that. Yeah. It's that that and that and saying something truly truly disgusting yeah. in as posh a voice as I can manage that, that somehow and where the audience goes oh 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 oh, oh and I can't <laughs> quite believe that they've heard it in a sort of 50s Radio 4 accent yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I, I there's something about those those two little devices and they're such cheap little devices but oh I love doing it's it brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> you've opened up you've opened them up and like oh what, like, and, and you've just absolutely ruined their mind with that Just they've just fully accepted everything you've I, said I'll take ruined their mind I'm that's right lovely that it's lovely it's, it's just like <laughs> and it, but that's um, that kind of uh, that 
that that device you say there it's like it's it's wonderful to to that that, that especially with that encore as well you did and that there's another joke that may, you know makes oh, you laugh no, it's no, horrific I don't, I, I don't know what oh, the, was, uh, was that the how you story? I'm not gonna say I'm gonna ruin the joke but it's how oh, you look God. that's what you said you said you're only laughing at me because blah 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 <gasps> uh, and uh, that, that that could be anything because of like what I was it's to do with Jordan night. it's to do with Jordan oh uh, oh yeah I might have to I might have to remove that joke oh, people are getting too sensitive about it. oh really it's brilliant yeah, it's, 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 oh, it's brilliant it's oh. nasty is what it is and it's not I'm not sure it's brilliant but it's certainly vicious no, and but I and I, I think if I'm absolutely honest yeah I might have to credit Davy Johns with the oh. kernel of that joke right. so it's not even mine so in which yeah. case I should certainly retire it shouldn't I right because if I if I can claim Davy Johns wrote it then he he hasn't been on the circuit in years yeah so it must be knocking on <laughs> but he's doing but he's doing t- he's doing films now anyway isn't he he's a superstar that's fine but like there you go I mean you know he can give you, give you a little something to keep going on but like you, you do look like that you do look like you know that I mean well, not totally but you know of course why don't you do you know what <laughs> Also, we're, we're, the, people listen. Nobody's going to have made a slightest sense of this because one, we're not told them the joke, and no. two, they can't actually see me. And do you know what? Right? Fuck them. That's fine. They got to come <laughs> see you live, isn't it? It's like yeah, this, you know. True, yeah. In the near future. <laughs> no, but like, like Jonathan, you are. You're, I may I say you're you're one of the one of my favourite performers I've seen live in the last few years. I've got you fuck can me. Say that winter. Why don't you say that now? I'll be honest. I'll be honest. That's it, mate. It just I'm just like you know. You, I mean, you've, you and like you started like you started like in I say two thousand two thousand and one. You say. This one? Two thousand and yeah, well well, I always say two thousand and two really, but but I did do that one little gig in but what basically happened was I joined a gay rugby team, like yeah. I do. Started doing all social secretary stuff like mm. do. And then one of the guys had a pub and wanted somebody to do a quiz for them. So right. I just started doing that. And it was all very casual. And mm. I had a proper job at the time. What was your job? Um, did I work for the council then? Or was that I worked with the lesbian and gay as it was then foundation? I think I still worked for the council for the bins department at that right. point. That my life was full of glamour. Um, <laughs> and um, so I, I, I joined the rubber team. Duh, uh, uh, and um, basically, Jonathan Paler, I don't know if you know that name, no. but Jonathan Paler was a regular on the circuit at that point, And he and his boyfriend started coming to the, my quiz. And my quiz, having started off as a quite straightforward pub quiz, had ended up being me ranting as an audience for about two and a half hours um, about whatever pissed me off that week interrupted by these questions mm. and it, I had all these stupid little things and catchphrases and things that I did with the audience and the regulars all knew what they were mm. and Jonathan basically came up to me and said you should do stand-up comedy yeah. <laughs> and I just said piss off mm. I, couldn't, I couldn't think of anything I'd want to do less than stand-up comedy I couldn't imagine being able and I, I at the time I just assumed that stand-up comics wrote all the jokes they said every single time they walked mm. on stage and I just couldn't imagine <laughs> Little did I know that was not the case. Um, and uh, he persisted, and after a while, the rugby team heard him and dared me to do this lesbian and gay gig, you see. And so that was that, that's how it sort of started. And then and then I got the, my first proper circuit gig. I remember being very proud I was at the Buzz Club, because, you know, I don't know, do you know the Buzz Club? No. The Buzz Club, Buzz Club was, was very famous in Manchester. It went on for about 15 or 16 years mm. in Chalton on a Thursday night, and loads of massive names like Eddie Izzard and Alan Carr and actually... Yeah. Far back from that, legendary people on the circuit, uh, Hovis Presley and John Hegley, I think, did oh, right. it. And, and yeah. you know, people like that, like like really big names from from uh, from the nineties, did it. Mm. Uh, I'm really not giving you a good list, actually, but I know people like Manford, everybody like yeah. that's done it. I'm pretty sure Millican did it. I know that Gary Delaney did it. Mm. Um, 
I know that Paul Sin- yeah, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. you know, loads. You, so, you just, yeah, just run your figdaro. Stalwarts of the like circuit, that. yeah, all just of, all, all yeah. of that lot. They've all come up through the Buzz Club, so it was a really big deal for me because once I'd started to get into yeah. comic comedy, I'd started to get an idea. That that was my first ever gig. I started I, there, so it's obviously going to be a huge stuff. Although, although hilariously, I remember <laughs> Agraman brought me on by saying he brought me on the first time, uh, and I was doing it in in sort of, sort of semi drag at the time. Yeah, and the first time he brought me, I was fine. I had a good gig. He kept brought me back quite not long afterwards. And then said, <laughs> "Just I shouldn't really." Yeah. And, I, and I know I'm sure he's moved on in the intervening period of time. Yeah. Um, we've all moved on, but it did it was hilarious. He went on just before I went on in in my semi drag and yeah. said, "Do you remember last week we had that transvest transgender trans that one last week?" And the whole audience just went, <laughs> the "Audience going, yeah." And he went, "And you remember that he, she, it." <laughs> was shit. <laughs> and they all went, yeah. <laughs> and he went, well, I wouldn't want you to think we're becoming that kind of club. But here's Jonathan Mayer. <laughs> and brought me on stage. But because it was the Buzz Club with like the ultimate like trained comedy audience, they just they were just ready for him because he was he was always a very 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 strong character, great. Uh, a great booker, and yeah. so they just went, oh okay, hooray, yeah. and then were lovely. <laughs> yeah. I just remember going, oh, what, what did he just say? <laughs> yeah. But that's the kind of thing that 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 was your fir- that was your first gig that was your first intro no, to that, that no that will be my second oh, right. time oh. at that club but the first wow. time he was very nice to me that's Sorry. funny I'm that's funny very confusing story I'm that's very great confused. no starting from minus fifty because he knows you can t- deal with it yeah, like you know yeah. well no I think it was more more that the audience could deal with it so he right. didn't have to be yeah that, well, that was a, we I missed that club it was a yeah. lovely club actually do you remember your first joke you wrote. I'll have to wait until I've done it, love. Um, <laughs> it's going to be ready soon. It's going to be I've ready. Never, I, see, I don't, I don't really think of myself as writing jokes. Right. Yeah. I, I, every now and then I write a joke. Mm. Ooh, see, I write story. I write stories. My, mm. my, all my stuff is sort of true stories, true-ish stories. My mum came to a gig at, um, at the Royal Exchange because she was very impressed that I had a gig at the Royal Exchange mm. in Manchester. My Royal Exchange is dead posh. Mm. And she was sat there with some of my friends uh, who were qu- kind of poshish middle-aged women actually they were you know one was an opera singer and one was one worked at the bbc and so she sat amongst them and she was very happy because she wasn't completely overjoyed that i was a stand-up comic to start with <laughs> uh you know i was going to be an opera singer and that oh. was a very acceptable form of show business but hmm. stand-up comic it's really letting things down <laughs> and anyway so um she'd sat there I remember my friends, I told these stories about her and, and they are true stories, but they're sort of shaped for stage. So that, so mm. like I've got a mugging story, but it's actually three or four incidents meshed together. Yeah. And anyway, I remember my friend saying, are, are your stories true, Jonathan? Yeah. And my, and I was I was breathing in. I was, I was mm. taking the breath to say they're true to a certain value of truth. Mm. And my mother with immaculate timing, I was so impressed. She just leant forward and picked up her coffee and she leant forward and she said, he's always had the most marvellous imagination and then leant back and nobody believed a word I said <laughs> oh, after no. that. Oh, no. Yeah. I get a lot of my humour from my mum, actually. Yeah, gallows humour. She was a bit of a cat. Great. Uh, yeah, she, yeah she, she, she was funny because she was a vicar's wife and right. you know, head teacher and stuff and quite a, a respectable character, but mm. she laughed at some of the nastier things I said as well. So there was some of that in there. <laughs> right, acerbic wit. Yeah. I ask this of every person I talk to. I said, like, now, when you go on stage, like, for example, you know, Sean Mio, when he, when he goes on stage, he says he's like a gunslinger when he goes on stage. Mm. If, you know, if you were to describe yourself as like a uh, any kind of person or like any kind of like 
like individual, like a job or something like that? And what would you say you go on there and, and like, uh, <laughs> it's a hard question, I know, right? I've never thought of it like that. No? I suppose. No? I suppose, I tell you what, I tell you, I, I do think of when I do, I did the warm up for Countdown, or I, I used yeah. to, oh, right. in the aforetimes. Yeah. Um, and I've always thought that was rather like hosting a slightly formal cocktail party where you have to kind of make sure everybody's having a lovely time. We all want peanuts. Um, yeah. and, and I suppose I'm some of that. I like to, I like to feel like I'm, like a bit of a hostess, like a, like yeah. a, imagine a fifties kind of um, <laughs> kind of a, kind of a poshish fifties hostess in yeah. one of those big big satin frocks, yeah. who's who's got a party and, and they're enjoying themselves, but they have to make sure everybody else is enjoying themselves. And there's a certain amount of hello, how are you? Hello. So I suppose yeah. that's the closest. I wouldn't think of myself as gunslinger. That's it. Although although sometimes I've, I I get ready for a fight. It does depend on the. Depend on the room, yeah. honestly. I think you react, don't you, to the room? Yeah, like your gunslinger's interesting. Yeah, That's like, really kind of combative, isn't it? Very I, much. I would, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I see it as quite, quite such. A, I, I think, I think, I think like that more when I'm comparing yeah. because I, I feel like it's important to. Well, I, I, my route towards comparing is to tend to dominate the room. Yeah. In order that the acts have an, e- an easier time. Of That's it. right. But. Whether I think that when I'm doing a set is another matter. I, no, yeah. I don't think gunslinger's right. First line of defence for the act, for the acts you as a compare. Yeah, right? I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more like, I, I, yeah, especially with a rowdy room, mm. I go on and smack the audience about. Well, yeah, know, or I try. Yeah. I go on and smack the audience about a bit so that they know that it, the show started and mm. actually, and and I make it clear that they're going to get me back. And they're going to be nice to people, aren't you? Yeah. And a bit like a parent or a supply, a really a slightly strict supply teacher. Yeah. Or, or more to the point, so, you know, you know when you got a supply teacher in your school, yeah. and and the head of the department would come in and say, right, Mr. Jarvis is ill today, and so we've got Miss Brown here, or you know, Miss, yeah. Mr. Jenkins, who's filling in yeah. for today. Now I know you don't know them, but you've got work to do, haven't you? And I want to come back here in an hour's time and find you've all been very good. And <laughs> yeah. what, what they mean is, if you step a toe out of line and make this poor, you know, twenty-two-year-old's yeah. life a misery, I will kill you all. More than it, I, yeah. I, that's sort of my approach to comparing. Yeah. More than it already <laughs> is. Think, like you know, yeah, it's yeah, all, they're a supply I'm teacher, right? On and they are my baby. And if that's you it. touch them, I will kill you. That's great. And <laughs> like, but I can I can really see you in that kind of role of like, is how like is the the you know the this nineteen fifties hostess like who's the party's going well? Is everybody okay over here? Everybody will have a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now these now you're getting a bit rowdy over here. I think you've had enough now. Okay. <laughs> You fucking get the fuck out. Get the I'm fuck going to take out. I'm you away because you're getting too excited and put you in this quiet <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I don't know who invited you. <laughs> That's great. I mean, you've been performing for years, as you say. You were an opera singer to start with then. And well, well, no, I was a singer. I, I mean, I've, I've sung all my life. I, mm. My father was a vicar, so I sang in church and cathedral mm. choirs. Um, was a course guard, and I did pl- genuinely plan to be an opera singer. That was right. the, that was the plan, uh, but I wasn't good enough when I grew up. Oh. Um, which is, you know, it's not it's not unusual. You know, it's like being a ballet dancer or an yeah. athlete. You know, you, the slightest physical thing, yeah, of course, means you can't do it because it's sort of it's sort of elite, isn't it? Um, but I did a bit of acting. I'm a I'm a so so actor. Yeah, I was just I'm just generally trying to show off, and comedy was a bit of a lifeline. Really, Great. I rather lost hope. At, when I found comedy, yeah, it's like the the, the the last route that's hanging off the cliff, well, right? It never occurred to me it was there. You see, oh. it's not. It, it wasn't a feature of my world yeah. as, a, as a teenager in the eighties, mm. because comedy, comedy when I was growing up 
and watching television was sort of more common. The good comedy was mm. sort of more common wise, and the bad comedy was Bernard Manning. Yeah. Um, you know, and and so there was no place for me. You know, in my house we had we had a bit of, we had some Joyce Grenfell albums, mm. and I loved those. But that's more review and it's monologue rather than the way that I see stand-up, although it, yeah. there's a lot of stand-up in it as well. Uh, my mother loved Hinge and Bracket. I remember yeah. that, although I don't think she knew... I don't think she'd ever seen them live because they are rather a different prospect line. Right. Um, or they were. Uh, do you know Hinge and Bracket? No, I don't. What they, oh, what are these? my God, you're so young. Um, Hinge and Bracket were a, a drag queen couple in the late 70s, 80s on, who played... There were two young men. They were about late 20s in the late 70s. And they played two elderly retired oh, right. women, uh, Dame Hilda Brackett and Dr. Evadne mm. Hinge. And Dr. Evadne Hinge was a doctor of music and Dame Hilda Brackett was a retired opera singer. And they were really good musicians. And they used to, she, uh, Dame Hilda Brackett could actually sing falsetto. Mm. And she'd come on and she'd say, well, dear, so what do we do? And they did all these radio shows. They were quite respected. Like they did one show which was about opera and had really high, uh, high level opera singers on it. And they mm. had a TV series and they had all kinds of things. My my mother loved them but in mm. they actually came from the you know the, the gay clubs in london right and if you saw them live they were filth yeah <laughs> well except they, when I, I saw them just before one of them died and um in the late 90s early 2000s they towed a brilliant line of of absolute filth but done in such a way that the elderly people in the audience kind of could laugh along it, yeah. was, it was a very interesting very british mix yeah. and the audience was entirely teeny tiny little old people in yeah. hairnets and massive gays yeah that was the whole audience massive gay Great. i went with the gay rugby team and it was honestly our row was teeny tiny old person teeny tiny old person three massive gays teeny tiny old person teeny tiny old person four massive gay and that was it that was there were no as far as i could tell no no young heterosexuals in the room at all apart from yeah. possibly the lighting riggers I think <laughs> I think that people don't give credit to the like older people and then having a sense of humour, you know, about stuff. You know, they go, "Oh, there's old people in; it's going to be difficult," dirty. and oh, they're just they're filthy. Dirty. Like they let it go. It's like Fuck, I don't give a shit anymore. Old yeah. ladies are the dirtiest class of people in yeah. the world. And when you're doing pantomime, you do jokes on different levels. You uh -huh. do them for the young kids. Yeah. You do the jokes for the parents, and then there's another layer and the filthiest layer, and yeah. that's for the grannies. Yeah. Uh, they are dirty as my husband when I first met him was a politician and I helped out when a couple of election things where what they used to do is drive around and pick up the old ladies and take them to the polling station so yeah. they could vote and I remember the first the first time I did it the first pickup he was driving I was in the passenger seat and these three old ladies and they looked like proper queen mother type old, old proper old ladies yeah. and, they, they, and they, they were going out so they dressed up they got nice you know frocks on and coats and brooches and hats and yeah. handbags and the works and you had never seen anything more respectable looking. And the first first one got into the car and she went, oh! <laughs> and the second one went, Ivy, what, what is it, dear? And she said, I thought I sat on something. And the second one said, you haven't sat on anything since 1996. <laughs> and, the, and the third one lent in, lent in through Leon's window mm. and said, that's when her husband died. And they sat and they sat and then the 10 minute journey, they basically discussed which one of them was going to get Leon and which one of them was going to have to put up with the boy, me. Yeah.
Yeah. Right, that's yeah. great. Amazing. And that's already just like kind of like crowd control already, right? Like, okay, ladies, just okay, easy. <laughs> I'll be doing the jokes today. Or we just I, like. I love, I love old ladies in the audience. They're yeah. absolutely marvelous. Great. Um, and I, I do that, that thing I do, which I, I can't believe I get away with it, but somehow I do is when, especially with an old woman, old men, it's less funny for some reason, yeah. but with old women, it's hilarious. And I say, how old, oh dear? Hello, are you all right? And I say, you're going to be okay. I'm going to use language. I might talk about bum sex. And they always go, yes, that's fine. I say, yes, I bet it is fine, you dirty trollop. I bet you kept morale up during the war, didn't you? You mucky cow. And they fall about, oh, yes. A couple of tangerines and a pair of stockings. I bet you were anybody, weren't you? That's why the Polish never went home. And all of a sudden, they just just, laugh like drones. Or also you say, and how old are you, my darling? And they go, I'm... I'm 83, you've got ladies and gentlemen, 83, and the room will yeah. immediately, you clap and I go, yeah. and you lean in and with a big smile and go, they're clapping because you're not dead. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> <laughs> and that is just wrong, that shouldn't That's work, great. but they love That's it great. when you do that. They, uh, I've, I've yet to meet a woman, uh, an old, old lady that didn't just fall about laughing. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, so you've been going like, what? Oh, God, Jesus, how many? Millions of years. 19 years now. 20 million years. Wow. <laughs> 20,000 million years. Yeah, 19 years in April. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And so, that's like... December, in which case, it'll be 20 years now. You must have had, like, some great gigs, of course, but, like, some horrific gigs as well. I one in Hull that you can talk about. Uh, no, that was, that was wonderful. That was, I'll, I'll talk... Did you say an encore? I'm going to top and tail this. I'm going to talk, I'm gonna talk <laughs> about it again at the end, right? It's like a callback, right? That's what it is, right? So... <laughs> We're going to just like, we're just yeah, going to inflate the fascinating, top. Fascinating, fascinating gigs. <laughs> unexpectedly good gigs and unexpectedly bad gigs. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about the, tell me about the, the horrific ones that you, like, you've kind of gone, oh my God, I didn't know. Like one that just strikes in your memory that you're like, what the hell happened there? Well, I've, I've got, I've got, I've got a few. The inexplicable ones are less easy, but they get rarer. You tend to yeah. know what's happened. I remember the, the ones that were worst were where, can sort of see them coming yeah there was one christmas time gig and i walked into the room and i just knew it was going to go badly because it was a corporate i think there was like one woman out of 100 100 men in in middle-aged men in business suits yeah they're all work colleagues they're all at those club tables so big round tables really spread out And this is the other thing, I'm, I'm not experienced at this point enough to, to flex and deal with this situation. Yeah. This is relatively early on. And I thought, I've, I know that. And and there is this this thing, It's again, it's, it's, it's changing a bit, but it's still the case. You get a group of he- too many heterosexual men in a room for me who are of a certain age, that sort of fading alpha male, and they can't laugh at me even if they think I'm funny because they're worried that the people around them will think they're gay or oh. there's some there's some root in there. And it's yeah. just that double think, isn't it? As soon as they they've got a concern that hmm. makes them wonder whether they should laugh, the laugh is already gone. Yeah. And I wasn't able to fix that. And right. I think I think the thing about those kind of deaths though is 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 there was a route through that room. There was a there was a way to make that okay. Yeah. I didn't find it that night, um, but it was horrific because I, I, I was there all through the show and I could, I just knew every single thing they laughed at, and that they didn't laugh at. and they weren't, they yeah. weren't a nice audience at all. But I just thought, oh god, oh my god. Mm. So I mean, I may even have talked myself into that one. The other one was, um, I did a, a golf club out somewhere near Blackburn, type way. Yeah, they hated me oh. with a fiery passion. Uh, they really, really hated me, mm. um, and I know exactly what I did. I told a, I told a, 
they didn't like my colour and they didn't like my sexuality. Right. That was really, really clear. And I really yeah. don't like saying that because that feels like I'm copying out. Oh, I would have been hilarious if they hadn't been bigoted. But it was, <laughs> it was like really, you know, it's just really palpable. And yeah. I'm thinking, okay, there is a. So initially, initially I tried to sort of delicate because this was this wasn't so long ago. It was a, it wasn't so long ago. And so I did have a bit more ability to sort of tiptoe around it. So I did for a while. And then one of the I forget what happened where I got heckled or something and I just lost my <laughs> lost my temper yeah. and so I told a really graphic yeah. joke which I knew they would hate and I basically and I, I've got this way of feeling when I when I die these days I, I tend to just go I tend to just go well um I've been marvellous and you've been unappreciative, but I've been paid to be here. Bye-bye. Because, um, <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a point. And, I mean, I've seen some great... I mean, Glenn Wall and, and, and people... Glenn Wall keeps coming up in my mind because he's, I think he is one of the greatest circuit comedians yeah. I've ever seen. Uh, there are one or two others who... I mean, Glenn, I'm thinking of now because I remember him doing one particular gig where he was dying, absolutely dying the mm. death. And he acknowledged it but didn't acknowledge it in a way that got a laugh just said oh okay can he fix it Mm. and did proceeded to fix it yeah to to make it okay and i really worked that room and i've seen people like jared christmas working really hard to fix a room and getting back and i tend not to do that i tend to be like you hate me and I'm yeah. all right with that. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You you mirror them. Yeah, you just no, go fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know how much value. I mean, it's, it, the trouble is, if you're if you're the last one on in the night, yeah, uh, that's a bit more difficult. But if you're in the middle section, why waste their time? Let them get to the bar and yeah. enjoy the last act. <laughs> don't that's, don't torture them. <laughs> that's true. You know, sometimes you you book for a gig or like a, a corporate, especially. What was the corporate? company if you don't mind me asking oh i don't know I've, years ago love can't it's remember. like i'm I mean, not I'm, even being discreet i'd tell you i remember i remember being a, a book for a, a paper company oh god almighty like and it was in a in a, in a hotel but i it was around a balcony mm. and like there was no focal point whatsoever so i was yeah, completely yeah. surrounded it was a fucking nightmare uh, i did a recce on the place and did like had like about five minutes on them and then i was like okay well that's <laughs> so what i said i was i was really new and i said i said right after my five minutes on them, it was going great. I said, right, that's enough about you. Let's talk about this. <laughs> what, a, like, what a stupid thing to say. Like, I could just ease myself into it, but no, no, I just went, no, fuck you. I'm, I'm talking about me now. What a dick. Like, but yeah. Like, Sometimes you see, the other thing is you walk into a room, you look at it and you think, oh my God, this is going to be from hell. Yeah. Um, and gigs where there's no focus or working men's clubs are often really badly laid out for stand-up as opposed yeah. to music or old-fashioned comedy. I, I mean, I, I, I've got this little, uh, these, these great, they're a lovely charity. I do, I'm doing a quiz for them. But anyway, it's called The Pug Thing. And it's yeah. in North Manchester. And it's some very ordinary people who, who rescue dogs. Right. And I, I've done a couple of gigs for them now. And the first one I walked into and I just thought, oh, my God. Because it was one of those uh, working men's clubs with a big dance floor next to the stage yeah. and then strip tables so nobody's yeah. facing the stage and there's comfy chairs all around the edge and at the oh. back so the first chairs that fill out are the furthest from you yeah and and you know you're supposed to be on the stage but you've got like 20 foot of, of line Nothing. between you and the audience <laughs> Fuck. and uh you're just like oh and and because the people that audience who are just just ordinary manchester people from north mm-hmm. manchester but that this was their night out and they were going to have a good time huh. I have really had as much fun 
Great. It was brilliant, you know, the, and and that's the difference. I think mm. is that the audience come in going, "This is going to be brilliant. We're going to make this brilliant. We're right. up for this." That's right. And if you if you get that, then you're you're away anyway, aren't you? That's it. You've got to be invested in it. Otherwise, it's like fuck it. You just why why exactly like we said before? Why are you here? Stay at home. Yeah, fuck Take it. Just that mood and stay at home. Exactly, with it. exactly. Just you know, flick that on your family. No one else yeah. wants it. Stay at home and put things in your eyes. We don't mind. <laughs> and so look, you've been. I say you've done done some acting before. You're a Hollyoaks as well. I was in Hollywood, yes. I was a huge success in the one episode I was in. Um, I believe it was up for no awards at all. Um, And I played myself, basically. Yeah, yeah. that was hilarious. They had this plot line. uh, They're these two brothers, and the younger brother was a virgin. His older brother couldn't work out why he was so shy around women. Mm. and decided in this episode that he must be gay and so took him out to a gay club where there was a drag queen doing a pub quiz. Ooh. I don't know who you think played that. <laughs> and what happened was he basically came out on the microphone because he's, he's, I was doing the and so-and-so and so-and-so and they're sort of having their conversation over my head. Yeah. Obviously they're on microphone. And and I I put the microphone to his face just so he said, I'm not gay, I'm a virgin! Like this really loudly. <laughs> It was brilliant. I had such a laugh. The, basically, I, the, the script was fine, but it wasn't amazing. And yeah. I said, this isn't really the... I, oh, and there was a bit, one bit where I was quite misogynist, the, the character. And I said, this isn't really what I do on stage. I don't say things like this. And he said, oh, no, we don't... You, you don't... This is just a guide for us. You do. You do it, right? Just do it as if it were a show. And I went, oh, really? And they went, yeah. So I, we did another take in which I just did my bit. Yeah. And everybody was falling about laughing. It was absolutely brilliant. They basically came out and said, that was absolutely brilliant. brilliant. But we essentially can't use any of it. Oh. Because of because Not because of the because I, 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 I used name celebrities and brand names. Yeah. And I didn't even think about it. Right. And so I had to sort of then re-it and did another version. But yeah, it went really well. Okay. And I got a fisting joke into Hollyoaks. I've oh, never been nice. so proud of myself. Yeah, brilliant. I, it, the first thing I did on screen was I came around with a collecting bucket, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and I was supposed to say, "We're raising money. Will you give me some money?" And so I came on camera and went, "I wonder if either of you boys would like to jam something in my bucket," and <laughs> and uh, and the older brother trying to show off to his younger brother because he was trying to say I'm proud. He uh, put, puts a twenty pound note in, and I and I went, "Oh, big hands and a giver. Thank you. mind the rim," and. Uh, <laughs> So I was very proud. I feel like I raised the tone. Brilliant, brilliant. And like, do you do any more acting apart from that, or have you? No, like... I mean, I, I did. I did Panto a couple of years mm. back, and that was absolutely glorious. Who were you uh, in Panto? I was Slave of the Ring oh, again. Yeah. No jokes. <laughs> um, yeah, for Preston, it was. Oh, it was a joy. I really enjoyed myself. Except they were they were quite delicate about the innuendo because they had a lot of schools in. Oh right! So you can't say you can't say anything too rude. I said, well, yeah, but but there's like a ring. There was literally a ring, and you rub it three times, and I appear in a puff of smoke. Right. So if I say to a lad in, just rub my ring three times, and I'll come as quickly as I can. Right? If a five year old says, "Why are you laughing, mummy?" You say, "Oh, it's a funny man," yeah, yeah. because you say, there's a ring, isn't he? He rubs it three times, and then he he comes as quickly as he can, doesn't he, darling? That's what innuendo means, but they wouldn't have it. And and I, I went through various iterations of that joke. You can imagine. Brilliant. I'll pop it. I'll you know. Uh, until eventually. I ended up saying, rub my ring three times and insert your own innuendo into it. And, and, which I think is actually just filthy because there's no there's no meaning in it, yeah, which no. means it's a bum sex joke, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Um, it's great. Yeah. So anyway, but, yeah. <laughs> everything else was brilliant. I met all these gorgeous children, just adorable kids, mm. and I loved it. Amazing 
little window into the world of that very young child. So uh, I was travelling home on the train from Preston every day, mm. and one day put this huge group of little kids with two or three mothers, and they all saw me because, of course, I'd washed my face, but I had glitter all over my face. Yeah. And uh, and they all saw me, and I, I sort of saw that they were chattering, and I, was, I waved at them, and they all waved back. And then we got on the train, and one of the mums came over and said, Wait, I'm so sorry, and I know you're not working anymore, but do you mind if they come and sit with you? They are so excited. Yeah. And I said, no, I would love it. I'd absolutely adore yeah. it. So I had all these little kids, and I'm sat at a table with as many little children about the age of four or five oh. crammed into the seat next to me. Yeah. And in particular, one little blonde girl who wanted to sit next to me because I was her favourite, she just stared at me like yeah. open mouth. I was Brilliant. like, well, this is marvellous. <laughs> and oh, and nice. this little boy, this little boy, so he said to um, We've never met anybody famous before. Great. And I said, I'm not famous, really, darling. He said, yes, you are. You've been on telly. And I said, oh, no, 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 that's, that wasn't telly tonight, darling. Um, that was theatre. The television is where they, they do something, film it miles away, and then they send it out to everybody. This is theatre. This was happening in the room. So that, was, that, one, that one show was just for you. That, that was just a show just for you that were there and he looked at me with wide eyes and he went oh television just for me <laughs> oh, right nearly and then and then this little girl it's a love of it you spent ages explaining that to a kid and he just went tell it took to last like you know five words yeah, uh, yeah I, got, I got some of that this little girl I'm bearing in mind we're on like a northern rail cattle truck late yeah. at night from Great. Boston and she tugs on my sleeve this little tiny girl and yeah. she said why are you on the train and, and I said bearing in mind every time I've appeared on stage somebody's rubbed a ring and I've gone and there's been an effect yeah, and I've appeared course. yeah apparently yeah but what I actually did was a firework and I just stepped out from the curtain behind it. So from my point of view, it was nothing, no big deal. Oh, that's so great. Said, Why are you on the train? And I said, well, I've got to go home, darling. And she said, but you can travel by magic. <laughs> that's a really good point. Why am I on yeah. this disgusting cattle truck of a train when I can just click my fingers and travel by smoke? And I had to, I ended up saying to her, I said, oh, oh, well, what's happened, dear, is I've, I've done it so many times for the show that I'm tired now and I'll have to wait till tomorrow to do it again. I thought, and that won't be the last time you hear that story. <laughs> That's um, great. That's great. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. You just like you just at least you kept the magic alive rather than oh, just like they, uh, was, they were so oh, gorgeous. Oh, they that's were great. So gorgeous. Oh yeah. man. So like, um, have you written any, have you written any sitcoms? Have you written any, like films or anything, John? Yes, yes, I've done all of that. Uh, yeah, I'm very prolific. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I all all of that stuff. Yeah. that Sir uh, Diane Morgan's been in. Right. Okay. That. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All of Charlie Brooker's stuff. Right. That's nice. Actually, that's nice. me in a ginger wig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! I have started 104 sitcoms and about nine films, um, and they are—they're all brilliant and yeah. will be possibly like will be remembered for changing the face of comedy yeah. when I finish one of them. Great, great. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 yeah, do you know? Funny, I was just thinking this. I was just fun of thinking about this today. I had. A couple of ideas that I'd started writing and mm. I've lost the pads there. Oh. I've been trying to find them, uh, but yeah, years ago. And I had I've I've had so many bits and pieces of ideas that were probably brilliant, 
and I've never actually done it because because I've got that problem. Yeah, I don't know if you. I, I know a lot of people do do this, but mm. I really struggle with the idea of a first draft. If I'm not yeah. going to sit down and write Pride and Prejudice yeah. like word for word there and then. I really struggle with the idea of getting started in the first place. Yeah. And as soon as something's not perfect, I then struggle to go back. And that's bollocks, and it's probably cowardice, probably somewhere at the heart of it. But it's also that weird, you know, the it's, it's that paralysis you get because mm. something's not perfect you never do anything good. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, like, and, yeah. I, and, and I've, I've, yeah, I've done that a lot. But uh, I'm not dead yet. Uh, yeah. You never know. Watch this space. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, I think of myself very much as the new Sarah Pascoe. So, yeah. you know. The, uh, the the starting this stuff as well. I mean, when we first started this podcast like many, many years ago now, yeah. there was a couple of times when I was doing the intros to it and I was like, you know what? I've done this intro 50 times nearly now and, yeah, I, yeah. I, and I, I've just literally I, I don't give a shit about it anymore and this is like just pushing that kind of like I want it to be perfect and it's never going to be perfect is yeah. it? So you just got to let it go and just see how you go with it but I, I know what you're saying I, what, is there any tricks that you do to kind of make yourself right? <laughs> I book myself new material nights <laughs> yeah <laughs> where so I've got to do something I have to be honest I've, I'm out of I'm not going to process at the minute. I, yeah. I've rather fallen out of it, yeah. uh, partly because of the illness. I've You're just convalescing. stopped doing everything. Yeah. I used to use The Artist's Way, the Ju- Julia Cameron mm. series. I don't know if you've yep. seen it. Yep. Uh, I found that really helpful. I, I sidestepped the God stuff. Yeah, yeah. She was she was very religious when she wrote mm. She actually went back and, and corrected some of that, but it's okay, that's doable. And actually journaling, I think that's the thing that, that it, when I do do it, that's when I get really creative. Yeah. If you sit down before you do anything else in the day and write three sides of A4 then stuff comes it's sort yeah. of just clearing out it's like running the tap to get the hot water yeah. you, you eventually will come through hot and when i have done that in the past and i'm not doing it at the minute and i keep meaning to start doing it again but when i do do that i get about i get a few weeks of rubbish and then things start to come yeah and, and indeed my novelist friend who has you know her third book out with harper collins and is on her fourth she swears by it she says you know all of her yeah. stuff comes from the, the morning pages, as mm-hmm. she calls it. So that, I, I suppose that's the best. Again, it's the thing, write every day, do it all yeah. the time. Yeah. The other thing I always do, actually, and I do find this useful, because I do often write, write, inverted commas, things on stage, mm. stuff happens on stage, is I always record my gigs when I'm doing a set. Yeah. I've always got my phone on in my pocket. I've actually got into the habit of going, oh, I must keep that on stage. Um, and consequently, you can find it later. Yeah. And, I, and I do jot those things down. I do make myself write things down. Even if they don't work again, I can I can sometimes get bits and pieces out of them. Yeah. So I suppose that's it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not a very prolific writer. And I think that's the thing I want to correct this year. That would be my resolution mm. for the year is to get back to... Because uh, there was a period where I was writing a lot. Mm. And I, I did write. I, I had a, a murder mystery comedy oh. drama spoof thing that I was writing. Yeah. And that's, you know half done and yeah. I had a, another another thing I was it's still a mystery of, it's still a mystery right I, I was a sort of, I was this weird semi-human well it wasn't clear what I was in, in right. a sort of in a sort of bookshop thing right. I, I don't even know how to describe that that I was writing and and I did do quite a lot of that writing Great. and I've been doing some I, I've been experimenting with other bits and pieces but it hasn't actually been stand-up but I think yeah. that's the other thing is that just doing something, just writing anything yeah. is better than doing nothing. And the other thing that I actually found useful, actually, when I did get really blocked and couldn't do anything, I started drawing. And I'm dreadful. I'm not a great artist by any stretch. And colouring in, I've got some colour, an adult colouring in book and I've got a sketch pad. 
when I can't think of anything to write, sometimes I just do a bit of that. And I think, again, it's like turning on the tap to get the hot water through. Doing something creative sort of sort of helps. Yeah, definitely. Gets mm. the juices flowing sort of thing. Gets, yeah? as you so rightly say, mm. the juices yeah. flowing. Like you've been gone 20 years nearly. Like what? You what keep is saying that? I was four when I started. <laughs> so, like well, you know, jazz hands and everything. Uh, it's like the the when did you when did like well, you know there's a, there's a moment in your in your comedy career when you went oh my god this is this like what's the the highlight of your career so far like you know oh the highlight yeah uh, well it's really hard to, I, th- I did that wasn't what I thought you were going to ask I thought you were going to ask when it was I realised I could do it. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Go well, for both that, of those that's things. That's really easy. That's the moment I remember, and so I suppose that's the highlight, really. And yeah. it was that very first time on stage. It it sounds rather arrogant, but it was that first time I was doing that community lesbian and gay thing, yeah. and I was absolutely terrified. And I'd done a lot of stage work, so I was used to nerves, but yeah. this was something unbelievable and what we'd agreed was there was the first half full of lesbians singing about their girlfriends that left them oh and there was this guy who was a stand-up comedian inverted commas and i'd written like 10 minutes of stuff and i was doing 10 minutes and i'd written it was like a monologue and so i went to him and said um, can I just ask you, because this is the first time I've done this, um, what it is you're going to talk about? Because I'm just a bit worried that you know, you're know you going on first and I might have the same jokes as you. Yeah. Uh, even though the, what I'd written was completely personal. Huh. And he was horrible to me. Oh. Horrible. I just, well, uh, yeah, I just, I just, uh, um, and he went on and died in his ass, and I've never seen him again. So, ha, 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 ha. Um, sorry, that's, I'm so sorry. I want to let that go. That's bad karma. Um, he'd done it before, though, so I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Um, and anyway, so uh, I I was going to go, rather than them start the second half, we were going to wait till the audience came in, and I was going to walk on and go, ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Mayer. And I was going to go, oh, it's me, it's me, hooray. And that's sort of how I started. Mm. I was very, very nervous, um, and I put on my makeup on costume. And then we got to the interval, and I started to genuinely freak out. I was uh. like really, really struggling to breathe. I was uh-huh. almost I was on the brink of a panic attack. And, and and the audience sort of feel, I'm actually making myself feel really oh, I can feel it now just mm. just telling you the story and uh, and then I was absolutely just oh my god oh my god I'm gonna have to I can't I can't yeah. and then suddenly just as a stage man stage manager t- said and oh, we're gonna bring the house lights down uh, and and just before she turned to me and said there you go something just clicked in my head yeah. and it was like going into matrix time I was Great. like well, now I am ready. Like, yeah. it's like really Great. like, okay, yeah. let's do this shit. And I walked out and and I had an absolute ball. I can mm. barely remember it. And yeah. I know some of it, I can actually use some of the jokes that I used that night, mm. but um, not a lot. I know, that, I know that quite a lot of it was a bit weak, but it got a really good reception yeah. there because it was very different from what they'd already had in the show. Mm. And they were a very lovely audience. So I've actually just done an online version for them, oh. an on, online return. It was a joy. But I just remember, I just remember in the midst of this sort of fog with me doing this this monologue that I, I'd, I'd learned and getting these laughs. And I'd never had an audience laugh like that because I'd always been a singer or an actor. So the a, a, when I was acting, the laughs were in the script. They weren't mine. Yeah. And if I was a singer, if people started rolling about in the aisles, I'd have been really worried. This was this actual thing where I was making this audience laugh. It was m- just magical. Yeah. And I remember at that moment, I had this diamond hard certainty sort of somewhere in the middle of my chest yeah. where I thought, I can do this. Uh. I, I may not be 
I may not be good at it now. Yeah. I may never be the best at it, but I can, I can yeah. really do this. Yeah. I, you know, I, and I'd. It was quite extraordinary, and that's that little diamond has kept got me through all the bits where you know, <laughs> the corporates where you die on your whole yeah. stuff. Do you remember that one? You remember, you remember that? <laughs> Do you remember that? It's still there. It's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah and uh, yeah, I'm all, all the all the you know semi final of so you think you're funny with my two university friends in the room where I died on my whole. Oh, right. Went on after Greg Davis, uh, yeah. who I've never forgiven. Oh. Nothing to do with him. Never met him. I'm sure he's an absolute charmer, mm. but he went on and went on and went, ladies uh, but you're worried about your know, test- testosterone your ovaries are fluttering and that was my opening oh. that was what i did in in heels and makeup ladies i bet your ovaries are fluttering. it was like i was i was like awful and then i had the rest of the evening with my two university friends going well we thought you were funny oh. ah. no. so yeah that little certainty that moment mm. where i kind of went I can I can do this. Yeah. That was amazing. That Brilliant. was a really amazing moment. So I suppose that in in some ways that very first bit. Wow. Um, so, as a highlight. Although there've been loads of other things that were just amazing. I mean, it's like the, doing the vigil for Manchester Pride is not exactly a comedy moment, but mm. that was so amazing. Yeah. Standing in front of whatever the however many thousands and thousands of wow. people there are in that incredibly emotional time when they're lighting the candles and the in the. Yeah. In the in in the vigil and uh, just oh nothing like mm. it or or the main stage at Pride where there's sort of ten thousand people yelling wow. and, you know that was yeah. incredible and but... um and I've met all these amazing people mm. I, I, yeah I, the 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 rest of it's just been jam frankly yeah. darling jam great <laughs> with the, you were so you're in the final for so you think you're funny right and what are the chances semi final sorry 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 semi final semi final that um, Greg Davis Greg <laughs> Davis threw in that yeah. <laughs> Never liked him. How did he have the same uh, how, uh, same light? Uh, what I, are the chances? I, Christian Christian Nell said to me afterwards, you've, "What you've done is you've been really honest because it says you know you shouldn't have done a hundred gigs." And yeah. I had in fact it was like my eleventh gig or something. I yeah. think it was really really early on. So because this was two thousand and two, so yeah. the, it was like the April I started, and then this would be the August. And he said all the rest of them have been going more than a year. Right, you, yeah. the rest of them have lied. Yes, <laughs> and I went. Huh. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, what I probably should have done is gone back next year. But I felt like it would be chancing my arm too far. Yeah. But basically, I had no equipment. But it was. It was just. It was just the sheerest chance. Not only that, but he was. It was ra- sheer random. Yeah. It was it, like we were randomly selected. Jeez. So I could have been on before him. Yeah. In which case, I, I doubt that he'd have died in the same way. But I. I was still going off my ten minute bit that that I prepared that yeah. night not the same 10 minute bit that I had uh, in April but it would I would I, at that by that point I was writing a 10 minute bit and that was what I was going to do and I didn't really have the ability to flex it's amazing how yeah. it's experiences like that that made me go you know what I'm going to need to make sure that in that situation again, I don't have to go on and say yeah. what the other person yeah, totally. just said. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, so, so I actually started to go. Okay, I'm going to start impri- improvising yeah. now. So may may have done me the world of good. Well, it did do me the world of good, but it was still Greg Bloody Davis. Yeah, I mean, one of these days I'll meet him on Graham Norton's sofa and I'll yeah. tell him this story and we'll laugh. Yeah. Winter, we'll laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, the chances of that are, you know, it was uh, such an extraordinary. And it was almost word for word as well. It was. Wow. It was quite like I was like, oh my god. Wow. Um, and oh, yeah, damn it. yeah, it was just, and it, it, it was just enough. That it's like enough of his first minute was enough of my first minute that it just totally threw me as well. And as you say, the whole a lot of what I do on stage is about about me being, hi, it's me, do it. Yeah. Um, and of course, I was like, 
Oh no! Oh, so no wind in the sails yeah, at all, like no not wind. floating it, at all. No sails. Oh, no wind. God it was damn very, it! Yeah. That's it. Uh, there's there nothing that can stop after silence. that. Silence, and oh. also kind of sort of I didn't even have the nerve really to just go. You know what? This isn't working, is it? Mm. I'm leaving. So yeah. I dragged myself through ten minutes oh. of it. God yeah, damn it. it was hellish, yeah. hellish. Damn it. Mm. Oh. Hey, look, semi-finals. Amazing. After 11 no, gigs. Semi-finals, semi-finals is what you get. Oh, well, yes, that, that is amazing, and I'm amazing. Uh, but <laughs> you put that on the tank. No, it's you do, you do the, you do the, um, the, the heats in the local area, and you, right. go, through, you go through your semi-final, you don't. Yeah. So I'd, I'd won the heat. Okay. I mean, that's it, really. Oh, right. Uh, no, but even so, even so, amazing. I mean, even you know, I mean, so we're going to talk about the whole gig again, right? We're going to talk about the whole gig again. So, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> no. I, have, I have done other gigs. No, I mean, well no, it doesn't matter. Shit. Fuck them. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Fuck it. They're shit. They're shit. The whole gig was amazing. That's um, just all I've got. Yeah. But, like, oh, I just cringe to that. Oh, but um, we'll tell you what, we'll just insert you, you tell me what name you want me to insert and I'll put it in the, the, the tape okay it'll be fine um, was it, uh, if you could just make you record it Apollo. lots of times and just put in various major cities yeah uh, like, just, go, just go that Plymouth gig was marvellous that other <laughs> gig was marvellous <laughs> uh, you said talked about Fringe earlier on like how many shows have you done I haven't. Oh, you just do, you just like you just stand up circuit half an hours and and forty fives and stuff. I've I've never done my own show at the uh, fringe, not mm. as a, a whole show. No. Yeah, um, because I did start going to the fringe. I gradually built up doing you know various times and things like that, and then I stupidly, very last minute really as well went up with a, a group show with two comedians who I still really love, uh, Doug Shelmadine, who stopped doing comedy now, yeah. but was very good, um, and Michael J. Dolan. I don't know if you know that no. name. He's not been very well, but he is yeah. brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But what I realised, uh, or what I discovered uh, in that run, was that the people who come to see me doing comedy don't necessarily go to the same comedy that I go to see, if you see what I mean. Right. And consequently, the show was very uneven. And people who liked them tended not to like me and right. vice versa so one yeah. of us was you know, if they if they were getting laughs i probably wasn't going to uh, if, if they weren't getting laughs i would it was it was mm. it was most unfortunate again a good lesson to learn but a bit of a hard way of learning it and then there were terrible problems with the venue it was the grv and the heating was all uh, like melting mm. wires and no air Whoa. conditioning Ugh. and we were on 11 and people fainting Ugh. and handing out water and they gave me my rent back but Ugh. the damage was done uh, and yeah, and they hadn't sorted out a contract with a venue, so they closed on Friday and Saturday oh. night, an hour before my gig. Oh, bit of a God. problem. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a problem. So it was a, just an end-to-end disaster, and it took me a long time to pay off the money that I lost. Right. And I never went back. Yeah. Because partly fear, partly my mum was diagnosed with Alzheimer's yeah. not long after that. Leon had been diagnosed with Parkinson's the year before. So there was a lot going on. And I have to be honest, I, I wasn't willing to take the time out to go to Edinburgh while mm. ever my mum was coherent mm-hmm. and then it sort of wasn't really on the cards when she was iller and and all of this has been a brilliant excuse for the fact that I find the idea positively terrifying yeah. you see yeah it's a mixture of a concatenation and I suppose if I'd been absolutely determined to go to Edinburgh then I would still have been able to do it but mm. uh, you know I can't I can't honestly pretend I'm overexcited about Edinburgh I, yeah. I have to say I think if I'd done it in like when I very first started, that might have been a good idea. I think certainly up until God knows what it'd be like now. Mm. I don't know what's going to happen now. Yeah. But up until now, it was so huge and so difficult that actually, unless you went up with a plan 
and the contacts sort of in place and the networking sort of done, you weren't going to be discovered at, at the Edinburgh yeah. Festival. It's a very limited value for somebody like myself, yeah. particularly for somebody like myself, who's I'm not new. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people know who I am and have opinions about me, whether they're accurate or not, I can't say. But, you know, I'm not I, unless I do something radically radically different yeah i'm, I'm not going to change emily's mind about me right yeah um, i'm and so I, I don't know how much value edinburgh has for someone like me mm. at this at this point i mean who knows everything everything's up in the air isn't it again yeah. and everything changes who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of years it might well be worth my while to get my bumming gear and get up there you know as things kick off again it, that might be one way to to get myself back on the circuit apart from the else and indeed move on but whether it whether it would have been in the last few years i can't say but yeah there's been a lot of personal stuff which has meant it's not really been a possibility right Sorry, okay. it's a bit of a serious no topic, that's it? fine that's serious fine well, it's been great to talk to you well, <laughs> well i've also also as a result of those things i've also had quite quite some big issues with sobriety no oh okay right and so it's and not so the right place that's not a really no. good way to go to edinburgh that's, no that's very true go up for a month and get pissed it's not a brilliant idea the lion's so, den really isn't it it's just like okay yeah, let's go into there you're just so, like yeah, temptation alley but you know i'm you know being sober now feels mm. like a good place to be and maybe yeah. maybe it'll be maybe going up with that in mind it will be a different thing. So, yeah, yeah. lots of... <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Winston. I brought the mood down, Winston. Not at all. I still think me. you're amazing. It's great, it's great. I no. love you too. Uh... I, don't, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know who you are. I don't know who you even met. I don't know where, sorry, how I mean, you know about you know, I mean, I was just, I heard about it. Like, this, this amazing comedian, uh, Winter Phonander. <laughs> uh, he was there. He probably saw you. Did it say gig? And he's like, he's pretty good, you know. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, he did He did make it. He did set it up for the, the closing act, Jonathan Mayer, who smashed the, the balls off the gig. Um, thanks, and thanks, like, thanks. but, you know, he just, he, he was he was so, what so um, giving and sacrificing himself for the first three minutes by not getting any laughs. Like a dark Celtic river running <laughs> Like a warrior. He just went in there. Like, like a warrior, you know, sorry. This, not like a dark Celtic river running over my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Celtic, is that you? Who, sorry, we describe yourselves here. I'm not no, sure. You, you, you're clearly of, of the two of us. I think you're. Well, actually, I have, I have got Celt in me. That's fine. <laughs> hey. My mother. Uh, but uh, I was thinking of your little Irish self. There. Yeah, that's great. Thank you very much. Was it, I mean you're convalescing at the moment? Just you know, getting just getting better and like not just eating, getting getting happy mm. and, and kind of a bit more energized again. Like you know, just like recovering basically from COVID. Um, well, yes. So so what do you what do you what do you do? Like I mean, okay, but before. Or pre-COVID, what do you do to kind of like you know during lockdown to kind of just kind of get you, you know, just get through the day? Like, what do you, what do, you do? Wank, darling. I was wondering what that noise was. Do you know what I mean? I was just yeah, like, sorry no. about that. Uh, I, I, I did think we got that off the microphone. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, what do I do? I um. Well, the dog. Honestly, Leon and yeah. I pre-COVID. I mean, this is this is the. The tragic thing is, we used to walk the dog, mm. um, especially well. Obviously, when, when we could only take her out for an hour, we only yeah. took her out for an hour. But as soon as that was lifted, we we spent the summer walking, which was w- wonderful actually, mm. and really really nice. So yeah, the walking and I, yeah, that, I found that very therapeutic. Mm. I took up knitting for about five oh. minutes and then I gave it right back up again. Bloody <laughs> awful! I don't know oh. if you've tried it. Oh, does it? Yeah, I've tried. I have tried it actually. I Shocking. tried. I, I tried to. What were you trying to knit? A jumper or a cardigan? No, or I was trying to just knit along and right. it, it, it came out looking like a spider had oh, vomited on my needle that's funny uh, I remember when I was a kid I tried knitting a tie uh, and I was oh, like because wow. that's Damn, what you want a tie is it everyone wants a knitted tie. tie right I mean yeah how old are you uh, well I was it was actually when I was first in like primary school you know was, was it fashionable in 
Like, no, I just I just thought to myself, I don't want to fucking knit a jumper because I will have to get it like really. Oh, I see intricate. what you mean. Oh, so, you have to knit a thing. Yeah, so thing. You decided a, a long thin thing. Fair enough. That makes, no, that, now you see, no, that makes sense. That makes complete sense. I respect that thinking. Yeah. You don't have to take any turns. It's like right. It's I'm just gonna go one direction. I'm going to knit myself a tiny, tiny scarf. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. That's it. Well, there you go. That is brilliant piece of thinking. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I was always avoiding work. That's what it is, man. Yeah, That's what it is. I yeah. get it. I know. That's fine. That's great. Oh, what's the next step? I mean, apart from getting better. Fuck knows, darling. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's all just, we're all just awaiting. I'm in a pretty lucky situation. Mm. I've got my partner and, and you know, we've got our little home. Um, we're, the, the mortgage people are being very nice, oh, but good. we are living on the credit of the bank at the minute. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I, I veer between thinking I'll never, ever get on stage again to yeah. being absolutely determined that it will happen again. But you tell me. I, d- I don't yeah. think anybody knows at this stage. It depends, it depends what happens in terms of the vaccine. It depends what happens in terms of the economy. Yeah. I mean, Brexit's now taking us in its firm little grip, isn't it? Yeah. And and the in the end, comedy, we're a luxury good. Yeah, you know, we true. are we're something that we ca- can be cut out of the monthly budget. Yeah. I suppose I suppose that's again one of the reasons I'm I'm starting to sit down and think about writing again is because I've got to to do something creative and yeah. you know, that's something I can do at minimal cost and do even though I'm locked down. Yeah. But it is it's very bizarre. Not occasionally, I have a little panic and think, "Oh my god, my diary!" Mm. And then, no, no, there's nothing in your diary, Jonathan. It's all right. Uh, it's okay. The reason, the reason you don't know what's and and yeah, weekends I, f- I still struggle about Wednesday or Thursday and thinking, mm. "I've not booked a train ticket. What am I doing?" And then and I'll have a little flutter, you know, when you're sort of half awake in the morning. Oh my yeah. god, where am I going this weekend? You're going nowhere, love. Nowhere. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm ready. I I, I have my own microphone my own wipes and my various masks yeah. and I'm prepared to dress entirely in in hazmat suit <laughs> to gig again um, yeah. I'm just uh, yeah I'm waiting for it all to start really. do you travel from Manchester to gig Jonathan yes do uh, yeah I, do. Uh, I, try, I don't drive at the minute that's that's been mm. my other little problem with COVID the whole COVID situation yeah. is that prior to this not driving was much less of a problem it's not been ideal and i did start to learn and blah 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 sobriety i I will probably look into lending but of course you can't learn to drive now um you can't car share and public transport is is now a real issue so yeah uh, yeah, it's uh but but prior to this i I do object you know we've got a climate emergency on our hands Mm. i live in you know, one of our biggest cities in, mm. a, in a developed country. I should be able to get to where I need to go and mm. come home again yeah. um, without trouble, without a car, but there we are. But you have to leave at six in the morning, don't you, to get four trains to get it, to where the fuck you need to get to. I've sacrificed a lot of time, I would mm. say that, yeah. yeah. I've either stayed over at places or I've travelled, you know, mm. long, long hours. But again, I've sort of... It's been part of the job and I've, mm. I've really... I'm not, I'm, I, the journeys home are the problem, I suppose. That's yeah. the real. The journeys home are the ones that I don't particularly like. The really late night journeys home with lots of changes and, yeah. and drunk people. Yeah. Um, Travelling out is quite exciting because mm. you're going to the gig and yeah. you're going to a different place in the country. Staying over is time consuming, but again, you travel in the day and and you see the country. You get to wander around somewhere on a Sunday, yeah. you know lunchtime and see places that you wouldn't otherwise ever visit so there are pluses 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, I never would have been to Hull if I hadn't... Uh, well, why would you? Like, yeah, this is very true. No, that's terrible. <laughs> I love you, Hull. I love you. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to go back there any time. I, I was surprised. Did you Did you actually see anything of Hull? Well, um, I was just surprised how pretty there were bits of it. There were bits of it that were genuinely pretty. Yeah. And they've got a street called Land of Green Ginger. Mm. I mean, that's amazing. That's like a fairy town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I only saw I only saw a little yes, bit of it. Isn't. Yeah, yes, weirdly, I say. I mean, that, 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 that I thought their their cash converter was like a. It looked like a church to me. To be fair, I don't know why it was no, the like cash that. Cash converter is a church. Yeah, uh, the club was a cash converter. <laughs> Converted um, cash converters. The, ch- <laughs> the church is now in a car park. Ah, right. Okay. Good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Social distancing. Um, so that right, Jonathan. So that's the next move. Yeah, just sort of trying to get back into it and trying to. Hopefully yeah, restart the comedy. I, mean, I, I was. I tell you what. I, I tell you, if I could just go back to earning a living as yeah, a comedy again, yeah. I would be a very happy bunny. I was right. a really happy circuit comic. Very I loved my job, and yeah. I loved all the bits and pieces, ups and downs of it. I loved being on the circuit and yeah. bobbing around the country and and making people laugh. Yeah. That as a as a way to make your living. That that was a just a glorious thing to do. Yeah. And I and I'm glad to say I loved it at the time. I'm not just saying this in retrospect. Yeah. I genuinely loved doing it. Mm. Um, I'm just really missing it. I'd love to yeah. get back to it. That's, Same. Uh, and I'm, and I'm, I suppose I, that, again, still makes me lucky. I'm still lucky. I've still got a house. I've still yeah. got more food in the house than even I can eat. And I can really go for it if I want to. <laughs> and, and I have a job that I actually miss as opposed to... Yeah one you know that i hate yeah. so that, that you know hooray utter privilege isn't it it's, yeah, it's it is such a it's such a glorious thing to be i think i think there was a point at the frog and bucket where i said to a room full of people however many many people that would be when it was full 400 something mm. and i said who's been working this week and, and i said who's got a job that they love and there was silence mm. and then i said who's got a job they hate and the whole room screamed I just carried on with, oh, we're having a drink on a weekend, yeah, it's okay. Hmm. But I actually thought, my God, my God, my job is to be the thing you've looked forward to yeah. this week. You know, to be part of, I mean, you know, not me, well, they didn't come out to see Jonathan Mayer, but I was going to be the thing, I was the thing they'd been saying oh, since Wednesday, oh, we're going to the comedy on Friday night hmm. or Saturday night. And the next week they go, oh, we went and see oh, a great comedy show last week. Oh, it was brilliant. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be something that keeps them, helps them get through, and makes them laugh and makes it worthwhile. I'm yeah. the thing that they've worked for rather than yeah. the work. And that's my work. And yeah. I just, that was a wonderful moment to realise that. You're the thing that's giving them the joy rather yeah. than the pain in the neck. Oh, Jonathan, well, John, it's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege to talk to you for over an hour, man. It's been Oh, has it really been? Yeah, oh, it's been great. flown because I'm so fascinating. <laughs> it's very true. Um, <laughs> pleasure. Where can we find you, Jonathan, apart from Manchester at home? Well, uh, in my home, uh, if you want to pop round, darling, yeah. I'm open to gentlemen Love callers, to. but you'll have to wear a mask Fine. throughout Fine. Uh, and pop it through the letterbox and I'll deal with it on this, <laughs> side, this side. You can't, love. You can't. There's nothing There's nothing happening. No. Um, I'm... Uh, oh, I... Like Twitters I, or anything like that? or Oh, oh you mean that kind of find yeah. me? Oh, I see. Oh, well, that does make more sense, yes. Um, I'm <laughs> on Twitter as uh, at Jonathan... Well, in fact, Jonathan Mayer is the way to find me. J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-M-A-Y-O-R. And that's who I am on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, at Jonathan Mayer 
or Jonathan Mayer. Uh, yeah, that's the best place. If I do anything, I post it up on there. Great. And I do occasionally get online gigs and bits and pieces. Yes. Um, and I suppose that's the other thing I should tell you. It's on Facebook, although I haven't done it for a long time because I've been so ill, but I am wanting to get back to it. Mm. I've got a thing called Jonathan Mayer Reads, and that's just at Jonathan Mayer uh, Reads, R-E-A-D-S. And it's me reading silly camp stories and kids stories and I'm quite a few kids stories for my grandchildren yeah. and Map and Lucia and one or two other bits and pieces and I'm trying I've got to get back to it because I, I left I'm halfway through the second book of Map and Lucia and everybody must be on the edge of their seats wondering Wonderful. what happens because I couldn't see my grandchildren oh. the world's most surprising grandchildren yeah. didn't see that coming um, <laughs> and uh, there's a mystery for you to find out about next time you interview me uh, it's, it's yeah. because I couldn't see them I started doing bedtime stories for them so oh, nice. yeah find those if you like great well Jonathan thank you so much for your time I really appreciate Such it a pleasure and till the next time <laughs> I don't know what we're doing now we're leaving a gap so you can finish <laughs> I'm so, uh, I think that, that was I think... Winter Fernando with Jonathan Mayer <laughs> Pretending to be in different rooms, but actually I'm sat on his lap. <laughs> well, thank you, Jonathan. That's all right, Winter. And that was episode 96 with the excellent Jonathan Mayer. If you ever see him on a bill, go and check him out. Maybe a bit of town hall, comedy club. He'd be at a festival, tent, uh, you know, on a roof outside. Where could we play these days? I don't know. We could play anywhere these days. But if you ever see him on a bill, go and check him out. He's absolutely excellent. You won't be disappointed. If you're a promoter, book this guy. He is living in the Manchester area. And I'm going to try and get him down for the Hemel Hempstead and Abbots Langley gigs as well in the next couple of months. Because he's absolutely excellent. I say if you're a promoter book this guy, he's excellent. Support a Sarah Millican, come on. And that was episode 96 as I say. Now you can support this podcast and you can go to the Facebook page, like the page there. We have a Facebook group which is called The Comedy Defect Facebook group a very original name. Uh, and if you like this podcast enough and you feel like you want to donate go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast and donate as much or as little as you feel this podcast is worth. And if you can't donate, that's alright, money's tight for everyone. Just share your favourite episode. Tell your friends about us because it tells people where we are and what we're up to. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm at WinterDominus. I'm there on Instagram and also Twitter. I've got 77 followers on Twitter because I deleted my account and started again because I want to go through all the tweets to see if there's any jokes in there. And that is why I have hardly any followers. Look, I'm not, not ashamed to say it. I'm humble. Look, if you want to follow me, follow me. If you don't, that's cool too. Because it might uh, sort of spur me on to start tweeting. But you know what? It doesn't. I'm on Instagram loads anyway if you want to follow me there. And uh, as I say, we're on all the Facebook groups, all that stuff. If you want to donate, do. If you don't, that's cool. That's cool. Keep listening. Comment on the uh, episodes. That really helps too. Now, that's it for this episode. And next month, we have another excellent comedian. And I've used them many times. It is Aaron Levine for episode 97. So that was it for March. We got through it, guys. We're heading past spring and getting closer to summer. Uh, so next month for April, end of April, last Wednesday of the month, Aaron Levine for episode 97. Until then, have a great April.